40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. We must all stand up at once and say together that we will not, must not, shall not, and haven't listened to I Doubt It with Dalmore. Seriously, have some self-respect. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. We are happy to be back with you. This is your favorite listener-supported, listener-produced I Doubt It with Dalamore. I am your host, Jesse Dalamore. And here is my eventual co-host, Brittany Page. Eventual? Oh, because we're eventually doing the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've had uh, some problems. Well, some are related to, are unrelated. Everything's kind of unrelated. It was just a a cacophony of different events that prevented us from doing uh, the program. Yeah. The program. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday, Brittany and I were driving up to Los Angeles, California. 35 miles or so. Short drive. Takes a long time, but a short drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, the car decided it didn't want to be a car anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to pull over right where, and I know this is going to sound like the Californians. Mm-hmm. But right, Stuart. What, what, what have you done here, Stuart? <laughs> well, we, we had to pull over right. At the on the four hundred five, where the one ten, where you exit to get onto the one ten, a La Cienega, <laughs> <laughs> Pico. <laughs> so anyway, that's what happened, and we, and it's the goddamn interstate. I think it was Sunday. Well, I don't think it was Sunday evening, but I think mm-hmm. it might be worse to do it on a Saturday or a Sunday when traffic's moving along at a steady clip than it is when it's rush hour. Yeah, because rush hour, it's bumper to bumper. No one's really moving very fast. It was dangerous and scary as fuck to be out there. Yeah, this is the second time I've broken down on a freeway. Yeah, in Southern California, the first time was <laughs> in my precious '97 Toyota Tercel that I still <laughs> miss very, very much. Um, I would still be driving it today if it wouldn't have died that day. I loved it. Um, but it the day the sail <laughs> died. It both times, both times. Um, people are dicks. They do not yeah. get over for you. The, I, there were people that luckily we made it onto the shoulder, and this yeah. happened the first time I broke down on the freeway too. Luckily, we I made on it onto the, the shoulder. We weren't just on the shoulder though, because there was little. We were on a bridge, yeah. so there wasn't like. It was a bomber where we were. It was, but go it ahead. was tight. Yeah. Okay. It was tight on the shoulder. And people, I was watching people fly by at 80 plus miles an hour, not slowing down for the car or that's even on the shoulder. moving over to get the fuck out of the and way. And they were over the line. Yeah. Over, over the, line the line to the right. Yeah. Like coming even Onto closer the shoulder. to our car. Yes. Yeah. Are they, what is going on? Is this uh, a California thing? Are people aware that maybe you should pull into the. Next lane to avoid almost murdering someone. Yeah, it's a bummer. And one person did stop, though. Right away, someone stopped and got out and said, hey, are you guys okay? Do you need help? And it was awesome. That was I was shocked by that. Yeah, it was right away, too. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in my mind at all. But I was, I was very pleased and appreciative that he stopped. Yeah, so we called to get towing, and the person that answered... Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> on we were the one eight, talk about on the one eight hundred number was Canadian, and uh, I didn't mean to say that with so much contempt, but I was very irritated by this person. They could not well locate me. Here's here's how it went down. Brittany's talking to the person through our insurance company to to get our roadside assistance going, explaining exactly where we are. It's easy. It's on the four hundred five where you exit to the one ten north. That's it. And this guy's trying to convince us the 405 and the 110 don't cross. 
that's not a thing that happens. Yeah. Like, well, and apparently we're in some alternative universe because we're fucking there right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got so frustrated. Finally, you gave me the phone. Well, because he was telling me, I don't know where you are. Yeah. And I said, okay, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know what to do at this point. Right. You're- and if you express to them just how precarious your situation is, they were telling you to call 911. Yeah. They're like, you're not in a safe spot. Yeah. If you're not in a safe spot, call 911. Uh, oh, you're, you're on the freeway though. And traffic might hit you at any moment. Uh, we are going to make sure that we prolong this process right. as long as possible. So finally you you get on the phone and probably cause you're a dude and you're able to, uh, explain things better no, to I a just, fellow. I wanted to kind of give sir. a flavor for what the conversation was like. Yeah. And, Right away, I asked him, are you, where are you in, like Minnesota or something? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, no, I'm Canada. Yeah. Like, like they don't have freeways. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, is this like a state highway there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the state highway. I'm, no, dude, it is an interstate. You have freeways where you live. I know you do. Even if you're in the smallest, most rural state, there's a freeway there. So anyway. Um, yeah. You betcha there. Yeah, the freeway. Oh. Eventually made it out, but then the situation with mechanics is is an ongoing problem. Um so now They're we're just shysty fucking charlatans. Yeah, and I will say that if you are thinking about getting a Volvo, just don't do that. Um <laughs> number one. And then it's my I, second Volvo, and I've had bad luck with both of them. Something I do want to say, though, is I've learned my lesson trying to act like I know what I'm talking about with cars when I go to the mechanic. <laughs> I don't even act like I know what's what's happening. Because one time I tried to do that. just a delicate lady. Yeah, I tried to put on a tough face, and I went in. I'm like, I'm not going to let these guys take advantage of me. And I went in. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it just <laughs> you need to tighten up that serpentine belt squeaking. And so they're like, oh, all right, yeah, we'll do that for you. And then he comes over. He's like, uh, your car doesn't have a serpentine belt. <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. I knew that. <laughs> I was just testing you yeah, guys. Yeah, I was testing you fuckers. <laughs> you passed. All right, you can work on my car. <laughs> uh, so that was humiliating. But um, that was a, That's the ultimate backfire. Yeah, but that's a good story. It makes for a good story. Yeah, now. it does. Yeah. <laughs> and I learned my lesson. I won't try to do it oh, again. I think my duodenum's acting up. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're what? <laughs> the synerbinar. Yeah. <laughs> Learned my lesson. So anyway, um, in search of a new automobile, that one is going to be sent to swim with the fishes, mm-hmm. as they say. Yeah. No good. Mm-hmm. So can I talk about my Dana Rohrbacher experience? I Yes, absolutely. So I don't know. I know I've talked about Dana Rohrbacher on the show before. But I don't know if I've gone into detail about. Um, well, let's just tell. We'll just tell the story. Okay. So Dana Rohrbacher is our congressman. Dana Rohrbacher is the most Putin-friendly congressman in the United States House of Representatives, and bar none. How long has he been in this seat? Like Thirty years. Thirty years. Thirty years. This is his thirtieth year. Mm-hmm. His fifteenth or sixteenth term. It's a long time. Yeah. So. I had, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but, well, I know I've mentioned that I was in the Marine Corps. Jesse was a Marine, everybody. (laughs) But I injured myself uh, terrifically well. Mm -hmm. I dislocated my left hip and my knee, um, and I was in a situation where I was told they were probably going to have to amputate my left leg at the hip. Yeah. Which would have doomed me to a life of unspeakable disability mm-hmm. you know i went from running marathons for my unit in the united states marine corps to being maybe not gonna have a, a leg mm-hmm. and uh as a result of that horrific injury in a training accident on duty in a tr- on a motorcycle i am now what's considered a disabled vet i have a 40 percent disability rating from the Veterans Administration. Mm-hmm. So it's official. Yeah. Disabled vet. That's a technical term. I'm not, you know, I do have kind of a gimpy walk. A little bit. It's more people to think I lumber, but it's 
more, you know, I'm just gimpy. All right. So I was having problems with the VA at some point, and I went in. <laughs> at some point, just <laughs> right. always. Well, I, I was having problems with, with something with the VA. So what what do they tell you to do? Go talk to your congressman. Yeah. And what better congressman, Brittany Page, than, than Dana Rohrbacher? Yes. The lion of the military. He mm-hmm. loves his military. Yeah, so he went does. In. I think I told this story with, with uh, Harvey Ruda on. But I went in, and, and I talked to them about my situation. And when I went to leave, they assured me, oh, we're going to get this taken care of. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's great. You're awesome. We love you. And I go to leave, and his district director, little Irish lady, reaches out, shakes my hand. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service, Jesse. Oh, thank you. I No, I appreciate that very much. It's nice to hear. And I go to pull away, and she won't let go of my hand. And now she has a hold of my arm with the other hand. You know, one of those power shakes. Yeah. And she's staring into my face, shaking my hand, letting me know as earnestly as she can how deeply she appreciates my sacrifice and my service to this country. So you started to feel like you were being Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) A little bit. It was very uncomfortable. And I'm not a guy who can't take a compliment. I'm not a guy who who doesn't like physical contact. I'm a hugger. I'm I'm that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. This was uncomfortable. But when we left, I had the impression that this was, I said, holy shit, they're going to light a fucking fire under the Veterans Administration for me. They're going to get this problem solved. Mm-hmm. And they never did. In fact, not only did they not solve my problem for me, I couldn't get him back on the goddamn phone. Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but the guy who was supposed to be taking care of this for me was an impossible guy to get a hold of. So I went, I saw a post from Dana Rohrbacher on Facebook. It popped up in my feed. Facebook is doing this thing where they're trying to get you engaged with your government. And it showed me several of the posts from my elected officials, both county and you know federal. And it was a post about how one of the most cherished duties of a congressman is to stand in the gap for people with federal agencies. So... Maybe I should pull out the actual text of what I what I wrote here. So here it is. This is what I said. On his on his official congressional Facebook page. I didn't go look him up on Twitter and find his personal page. This is his official government. This is the account he interacts with um, his constituency, which I am one. I said As a disabled veteran of the United States Marine Corps, I came to your office with a problem I was experiencing with the Veterans Administration. To my face, your office was over the top with their respect and gratitude for my service and sacrifice. After I left, I couldn't get anyone to return my calls. If my experience is indicative of your commitment to my fellow service members, you, your district director, and field rep should be ashamed." And he hid my comment. Mm -hmm. Facebook has a feature when you run a Facebook page, not on your normal page, when you have an official page like our podcast page, Mm -hmm. that you can go and click, right click, and or at the top where you can delete a comment. You can also hide it. And when you hide a comment, it hides it from everyone except for you and your friends. Right. So none of the so all of the comments that were left except for like one were lauding praise upon him. How they're so glad that he represents them. There are like 36 comments and you can only see like eight. Yeah. So he censored my speech. One of the facets of the First Amendment is redress your government. Being able to petition your government, speak to your government, get things dealt with through your elected officials. Why the fuck is his job if not to deal with constituent issues? Not all positive. So he is abridging my speech. He is suppressing my speech. And I'm, I am so pissed about it. I had a stupid typo <laughs> in my tweet about it yesterday. It happens. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about it. It fucking bothers me a lot. And this is one reason if you're in Orange County, we need to get rid of, 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 uh, Dana Rohrbacher. Mm-hmm. We need a guy like Harley Ruda who understands 
You're going to be representing people who don't agree with you. You're going to be representing people who do agree with you. You're taking the good with the bad when you take that job. You're not just like Donald Trump representing your shitty 30% base. You represent all of America and you need to act accordingly. That's not even talking about his love of Vladimir Putin and the problems related to that mess. You ready for this uh, segue? (laughs) So if you're not doing anything on October 19th, we would love to see you down at Cal State University Fullerton for our event that we are moderating. It is a debate, Solving Moral Dilemmas, How Do We Know What's Right? Yep, and it's going to be a panel with Dr. Douglas Navarick, Dr. Ryan Nichols, and Dr. Michael Shermer. And there's going to be a period of talk with the panel. And then there's going to be like a 45-minute question and answer period with the audience. So you're going to have plenty of time to ask a question of these people. Of them, not us. So please ask them questions if If, you come to the event. If you have questions for us, save it until afterward, which there will be kind of a, a hang loose, kind of a mingle session with some refreshments. I fucking hate that word, refreshments. There'll be some veggies and some cheese and some water. And some fruit. Oh, and some fruit, And coffee and tea. Coffee and tea. Yeah. (laughs) So it's on the 19th. It's open to the public. It's free. It is free. And we have a Facebook invite, a Facebook event that is dollamore.com slash event. dollamore.com slash event. And we would love to see you there. All right. It's actually events. I don't think it is. It is events. It's probably both. Okay. I probably did both. All right. <laughs> and then one more thing. Uh, let me tease. Let me tease the uh, next episode. Somebody wants me to tell one of our listeners in the Dollamore listener discussion group that one of our listeners created shared a video clip of a men's warehouse commercial that I was in. And somebody wants to know the background and the story on that. We're not going to get that to that today. We will get to it next episode, though. Yes. So Someone has pledged to become a Patreon supporter if you meet certain conditions while telling the story. That's a lot of conditions. Yeah. So, so if you want to read those conditions. We're all about that. If you want to read those conditions or you want to be a Patreon supporter. Yeah. <laughs> go join the disc- the listener discussion group. But then also, dollamore.com slash Patreon. Yeah. There's a, there's a slash everything for our site. There is. But I want to talk about Patreon real quick. Okay. I want to talk about the idea we have for the commercial. And then I promise you we're getting to the show. Because I have Weinstein on the brain right now. I want to fucking talk about it. Uh, I also meant to say Weinstein earlier in the show. (laughs) And for the record, it's normally something I would make Jesse spend 10 minutes editing just to drop in me saying it correctly. (laughs) But I'm... This is how the sausage is made, folks. uh, I'm not going to do that. So I just want everyone to realize that that was an innocent mistake. And I'm actually not a dum-dum. Speaking of not being a dum-dum, Brittany came up with an awesome idea. You like that segue? I appreciate it. That's how it's fucking done, son. Mm. So Brittany came up with this awesome idea. Well, first of all, Patreon likes you to come up with a a video on your Patreon page because they say it's it's a best practice. It really helps um, promote your, your deal. Very Bad Wizards has one. We Which love those hilarious. guys. It's a very funny video. Mm-hmm. If you haven't checked out their show, go do that. If you haven't given to them, go do that. Dave Pizarro, Tamler Summers. On to Britney's idea. Why are you being so dismissive? <laughs> oh, I just want to get in the deets. Okay. I want to get in the deets. Got it. So Britney had this idea of how to do one. And it's kind of a take on those. I want to do like a cross commercial of, first of all, those. there's those commercials where people are walking to the pot to put the spaghetti noodles in, in the, the dry spaghetti noodles, and then they fumble fuck, and then the noodles go everywhere all over the kitchen. Yeah, they just have no skills. Yeah, or they're trying to put soup in a microwave, and then it just, fuck, the soup goes everywhere because they're an idiot. Yeah, their hands fail. <laughs> you know, those stupid infomercial things. So, yeah, you know, I could explain it because it's my idea. All right. And so the premise would be that I Doubt It With Dollamore has solved some serious issue that you have. Along those lines. And also like a testimonial video. Yeah. So you would film yourself saying 
what was happening in your life before you started listening to I Doubt It with Dollamore. And then once I Doubt It with Dollamore came along, oh, what happened? Well, how your life was yeah, changed like, oh, and how things be, got better. I used to be an uncurable kleptomaniac. And now after I started listening to Jesse and Brittany, everything's good to go. Or, yeah. man, my crotch used to be super itchy with this gross rash. But now... Everything's great. Whatever you feel comfortable saying. Yeah, so if you would like <laughs> to take part in this, we're going to take a lot of different submissions and then pick the ones that we think are going to fit best or be funniest or whatever. Yeah. Or just, you know, scratch my crotch itch. Um, film it, iPhone. You don't have to make it all fancy. Just, you know, put something together and you can either Dropbox it to us. However you get it to us, the email address, as you guys well know, is I doubt it at dollamore.com. That would be awesome. We have a phenomenally creative audience, and I'm uh, talking to you, Chris, in Tennessee. That commercial you did for the coffee cup was legit. So if you want to take part in that, you have any questions, again, I doubt it at dollamore.com. You can always tweet us. We want to hear from you. All right. You know, that's enough Patreon talk. I'm going to read the newest Patreon supporters and not even worry about the mid-roll. All right. Okay. Kingsley. Kingsley. Simon. Simon. And Aaron. Aaron. Yes. Thank you all so very much. Your stickers will be in the mail henceforth. Yes. At some point. Very soon. Very likely. I have my <laughs> shit together now. So wow, that's saying something. I will get it done. All right. Now, let's talk about Harvey Weinstein. We weren't going to talk about this today. I was going to save it until next time. But shit kind of went crazy today. Lots of actresses coming out, telling their tales. Lots of uh, rev revelations. A lot of uh, politicians late to the party condemning him. Harvey Weinstein, if you don't know, started Miramax Film. Also the Weinstein Company. And he's long had a reputation. Have you ever watched, uh, what was that shitty celebrity show on HBO? Entourage. They had a character that was based on him. Hmm. Some producer who was just an aggressive maniac. Hmm. But apparently it's long been known in Hollywood that uh, he was a sexual abuser. I think... He targeted women. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that it's important to clarify that it was well known... In Hollywood. With women. In Hollywood. Oh, okay. And we don't really know the extent to which men knew about this, but the reason I'm saying women knew is because they took it upon themselves to warn other women. Like a network. Yeah. So this was kind of a situation where certain women had these terrible experiences with him and then would go warn. I'm not afraid of... And then would go warn. And then would go warn yeah. other actresses and say, listen... Watch out for this guy because he's going to come at you and try yeah. to get you to have sex with him in order to be in a movie. And be aggressive. Yeah. We're not talking about, hey, you're, you're kind of sexy. I, I like sex. Would you like to have sex? <laughs> We're talking about aggressive, coercive tactics. Mm -hmm. All the way up to and including rape as an allegation. He asks for a lot of massages. He loves the massages. Yeah. That is a fact. Mm -hmm. So uh, for, there are two things I want to play real quick, and I didn't even have to search very, very hard. Um, no pun intended. Um, 30 Rock has long been a touchstone of Hollywood rumor and working it into the show. They did this with uh, Bill Cosby a couple of different times. Yeah. Making jokes about Bill Cosby being an abuser. Yeah, to Tracy's... Um, Aunt Paulette. Yeah, that's right. With a droopy <laughs> eye. Worked in the diner with a droopy this eye. This is sad. So here's a little bit of Jenna from the show. I can't think of her name. Uh, Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski and Tracy Morgan, mm -hmm. who plays Tracy Jordan. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about her having turned down Harvey Weinstein. I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on no less than three occasions out of five. I have turned down sex with Harvey Weinstein, not Weinstein. Now you got me doing the Stein. Oh, it's me. Three times out yeah. of five. No less than three times out of five. Yes. Making a joke. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't know about making a light of it, but they're making a joke about 
they're putting that out there. They're highlighting the existence of the rumor. Yeah. Here is Seth MacFarlane. This isn't at the Oscars, but this is the announcement of who was nominated for the Oscars. Listen to Seth MacFarlane. The 2012 nominees for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role are Sally Field in Lincoln, Anne Hathaway in Les Miserables, Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook, Helen Hunt in The Sessions, and Amy Adams in The Master. Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. A lot of laughing, but also some groans, Mm -hmm. some audible groans in there, Yeah, which is always telling Mm -hmm. when you hear those, that it's not all just, oh, ha, 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 it's funny because it's a joke. Those groans were, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's, that guy's a fucking jerk off. Yeah, so there's a lot of notable actresses that have come forward, and the more notable ones, I think, have come forward today. But Rose McGowan has been saying that um, she was sexually harassed by him for some time. She got a settlement payment from him, Yeah, I think, 13 years ago? I don't know the timeline, but I know there was a settlement. Yeah, and it, I, I believe it was some time ago. Shouldn't have given a, an exact time frame. Years ago, I don't know though. If that uh, was, many years. Yeah. Um, Mira Servino, uh, Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, Asia Argento, who is Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend. New, new girlfriend, right. And um, am I forgetting other Well, notable? I'm going to play the audio of the a woman. There was a woman who's like a model, and she doesn't have a familiar name to me. Ambra Gutierrez. Ambra Gutierrez. Apparently, and I'll give you the little timeline of the way the story goes. He grabbed her her boob the night before and tried to coerce her to having sex or have sexual contact. Groped her. He groped her tit. The next day, in between the time that I'm going to play this audio, she went to the cops, the way I understand it, and came out with a wire, recording equipment on her, then went back to Weinstein to see what would uh, happen And this is what transpired. Listen to how aggressive and coercive he is in trying to get a woman who is subordinate to him, who is leaning on him for a role to further her career, to further her her monetary wealth, her life. She is, his approval is contingent upon her success. Listen to this fucking monster. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. I don't drink. Uh, can I stay on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I I now you're embarrassing me. I'm now sorry. I, I don't cannot. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I, me. I, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't want Everything, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I promise. Don't want to. Please sit there. Please. Mm. One minute. No, I, ask I can't. You. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Hey, come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing stay. you. First it's just all, that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a fight with me in the hotel. Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children, please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling please, very uncomfortable right please now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why you can go. Yesterday, you touched my breast. Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. But are you used please. to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on, sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. But no, like they will call me again. Okay, sorry. Nice. I promise you, I won't do anything. I know, but yes, there was too much. The guy's coming. I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. I know, but it's kind of like, it's too much for me. I can't. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, but I want to leave. Okay, goodbye. So, it's pretty hard to listen to because 
he is, well, first of all, he admitted to groping her. Uh, he said, I won't do it again. That's right. That's the quote. He said, she says, you grab, yesterday you grabbed my breast. He goes, I'm used to that. I'm used to doing that. You're used to that. All right, I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Admit it. And he's trying to coerce her into coming into the room. And another thing that he liked to do was have people watch him shower for some reason. And jerk off. And so when he says, come in, I'm going to shower, I won't do anything to you. I mean, who knows what he was trying to do? He he was probably trying to get her in the room to shower in front of her and expose himself to her. Yeah. So obviously she didn't want to do that. If and you say that knowing that past performance often is indicative of future results and that's his track record. Yeah, when you read either the New York Times article or the is it the, the New Yorker? The New Yorker by yeah, Ronan Ro- Farrow. Ronan Farrow. Um, they talk about the women. Uh, talk about how this almost feels like a streamlined process. That whoever works for him brings the woman to him in a secluded area where at first they think they're going to be meeting where a lot of people are around, but then they walk through the area where a lot of people are and go to a a room where it's just him and the woman. And then he starts talking about films or scripts or whatever. And then he takes out his dick and starts masturbating. Or he forces them, in some of these allegations, to perform oral sex on him. Or he forcibly performs oral sex on them. So it's kind of this process of bring them to me. I will propose something that I can do to help them. And then I will try to make a move. And so he's using his power, obviously to take advantage of women that do not have power and are hoping that someone is going to help them with their career. Yeah. Without violating them. Pretty sickening. When this first happened, Lisa Bloom, Gloria Allred's daughter, a woman who up to this point has defended rape victims, rape accusers, and she decided to defend this fucking piece of shit. Well, she wasn't defending him. She was her t- his tutor. Right. His tutor. So she wasn't representing him. But what that means is she's going to help rehabilitate his image. Is what that means. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to give you some soulful advice on how to not be a predator anymore. It's, well, look at this person of of great import and reputation who's going to be helping me to get myself back into the good graces of America and Hollywood and the industry. It's a it's a rehab of his image. It's not anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not as though I don't want to be perceived as defending. Oh, Lisa of course Bum. not. Of course I not. watched an interview with her and George Stephanopoulos. This was when she was still his tutor. Tutor. And she that He's lasted terrible at algebra. That lasted for maybe a day or something. I don't know. Um, she was telling George Stephanopoulos that what her role is is coaching him on what is appropriate behavior in the workplace with women. So dumb. Now, I I just want to remind everybody that Harvey Weinstein is 65 years old. Yes. And he has adult children, um, in addition to the younger children that he mentioned in that secret recording uh, that we just heard. He swore on his children. And he doesn't know, according to Lisa Bloom, how to properly interact with women in the workplace. That's what she needs to coach him on. So she, yeah. so he asked George Stephanopoulos, well, what specifically are you like telling him about how he needs to interact with people? And she said, well, you know, I tell him that the kind of things that he says when he's out getting beers with his buddies, that that's kind of a different situation than when you're at work. And George Stephanopoulos says, is that not something a 65-year-old man should know already? Right. Yeah. You think he's going to be able to change because of the information that you're providing here? This... This entire, oh, well, that was just a different time argument is fucking bullshit. Well, and let's say where that's coming from. In Harvey Weinstein's statement, when all this came out, he released a statement in response to the New York Times article. And I thought 
when it first broke, I was like, oh, wow, he's actually admitting that he did these things. Yeah. How how often do you see that, right? That someone accused of this actually comes out and said, yeah, I've behaved badly. Yeah, at first, yeah. But he, in his statement, said weird things. Like he comes from a different era, like you were saying, the yeah. 60s and the 70s, where things were different. Listen, according to him. Listen, <laughs> let's go back to the 1850s. Slave owners knew they weren't, it wasn't good or moral or right to rape their slaves. You can't tell me that this guy doesn't know in 1980 or 1990 that it's not okay to whip out your dick and jerk off into a plant in front of a, an unwilling participant. He's a fucking scumbag liar. And he deserves everything that he's getting. Well, that's the thing. So he, in his statement, admitted that he's done terrible things and that he's going to go to therapy. You know what people say. Right. I'm exhausted. Oh, I got to go to the therapy. But then his spokeswoman started saying that these people are lying. So on the one hand, we have, yeah, I did these things and I need help. On the other hand, we have, yeah, but these are liars and... Uh, normally when I w wasn't in this predicament, I would be planning stories in the New York tabloids to discredit them and yeah. ruin their reputation, but I can't do that now. So I'm going to have my spokeswoman come out and say they're liars. Well, that's kind of the other thing that's happening right now, which is kind of expected. And that's the whole, well, what, why didn't they say anything earlier? Yeah. Well, they needed to, well, you know, it's not, that doesn't line up because women they should just come right out. There should be no fear whatsoever. Yeah. So <laughs> when all this came out, I started to reflect on the experiences I've had throughout my life. And with... probably every woman. Yeah, I mean, most for sure. women probably have faced for sure shitty things, maybe not to the extent of um, the most extreme. Yeah. But certainly almost everyone has gone through some dickbag being a fucking dickbag. And stories like this cause you to reflect on those moments, yeah. I think. And, you know, of course, I thought about my driving instructor who put my seatbelt on from the passenger seat when I was God in damn. driver's ed. <laughs> You're a child. Or the, um, the guy who cornered me in the break room at my first job and groped me. And he was an adult male. You were a child. And... I was so shocked when that happened that I didn't know what to do. And I went to my female manager and I was in tears and I said, this is what happened, but I don't know if it's a big deal. Like, I don't know if it's such a big deal that he needs to lose his job. Yeah. And she was like, this is a big deal. People can't just touch you. You know, um, we need to go tell the general manager. And she forced me to tell the general manager and he got fired. And I was thinking of this experience and I messaged a couple of my friends from then. And I said, hey, do you remember this guy that did this when this happened? And they were like, yeah, you never told me about this. And these are people who were close to me, like knew other details about my life that yeah. I had shared. And I didn't share that with them. And so I started questioning myself and I was like, oh my God, like, am I misremembering something? So I messaged the manager and I was like, hey, do you remember when this, you know, happened? She said, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the guy, but I remember, you know, going with you and talking to the general manager. And she's like, why? What's up? <laughs> Did you find him? Um, <laughs> Let's get him. Yeah. And it was kind of this realization for me because even when I was a teenager, well, ever since I was little, actually, I've been um, not afraid to tell people what was on my mind. Yeah. Bold, aggressive, confident Brittany P. And even someone like that, I was, I felt shame and yeah. that maybe it wasn't a big deal. Maybe... You know, maybe people are going to think you're making more out of it or making a false allegation. Yeah. And so when you see these stories, and come hang out, on. that was an idiot with no power at all. Imagine it being Harvey Weinstein. Exactly. A maker or breaker of Oscar winning winning careers. Exactly. And I think it's just it's difficult because especially with the social media and how people can just run their mouths with no consequence. And you see people commenting on the stories of these women 
acting like they have any idea what it's like to be in this position. Yeah. And I can't imagine. Well, let me also say this. This is something I noticed. The women who did push back against him early on. Yeah. The ones we've heard are Gwyneth Paltrow, whose father is a legendary producer in Hollywood. Right. Angelina Jolie, whose father is John Voight, a legendary Oscar-winning actor. The people who have pushed back are people who were secure in other avenues to their career. They weren't powerless people relative to the movie business. They were still abused. They were still... um, Assaulted, mm-hmm. harassed. Yeah. But they weren't just, you know, Sally Jane from Iowa who came out to LA to try to make it big in the movies. They were they they had outs. Yeah. That should tell you something. One, that think about the countless women who didn't have voice, who didn't have power in mm-hmm. this situation. But also, this is a brazen motherfucker. He's going after Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. When she's 22. Mia Mira Servino. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie. Goddamn. That is brazen. I think Heather Graham came out and said oh, something wow. today as well. Um, I don't know who he thinks he is, but um, it's yeah. pretty unbelievable. Well, you know, look, look at his wife. You know, there's a theory. When you have a, a a hot woman, it's crass, but a hot woman and a troll is that there's two things that never go out of style, big dicks and $100 bills. Mm-hmm. And this guy's got a lot of $100 bills. All right. It's not his redeeming fucking award-winning personality. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. not. Well, and that's the other part of the controversy is where are all of the male actors? By the way, his wife? Left the fuck out of him today. Yeah, she's out. It's good for her. She bailed. Yeah. So we have a Elizabeth Edwards type wife here. Consequence. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's the other issue. Are male actors coming out and saying something? Because he was buddies with all kinds of, you know, notable male actors. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, all these big names. And The Guardian reached out to a bunch of them. Uh, didn't get 40 a... 40 res- of them. 40. Names. Didn't get a response, although they've started releasing responses today. Lynn manuel Miranda released one. Ben Affleck. Matt Damon has commented on it, I believe. Ben Affleck denied having any knowledge of this. Rose McGowan tweeted and told him to fuck off. So apparently... Because she says he did know. Yeah. But Ben Affleck's... Listen, here's the other aspect of this that I do want to talk about. Uh, am I cutting you off? Because I want to move into the Hillary Clinton thing. Would, Her- it, would it be... Uh, rare or... Well, I want to give you some voice here. Mm. Normally, you know, what you say doesn't matter yeah, that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, are we okay to pivot to the other side of this? Yes. Hillary Clinton came out today. Do you, would you find her statement? Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm getting bossed around. Her non... Her non... <laughs> Again, episode 300. Oh, I didn't announce the episode earlier on. Episode 345, you'd think you'd know by now how shit goes, Brittany Page. Mm -hmm. What just happened? (laughs) I smashed my toe and almost screamed into the mic, (laughs) but I covered it. By the way, this is all we're going to talk about today. (laughs) I've got all the Senator Corker stuff. Are you serious? Only Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, we're going to have to do another episode. We might have to do hashtag three episode before Friday. Hashtag third episode. Yeah. Okay, I have the statements from Hillary Clinton. So here's what I think about this statement. Oh, okay. I think it's fucking bullshit is what I think. I think it's a non-committal book because she doesn't condemn him she just uses general read the statement and everybody else tell me what you think i was shocked and appalled by the revelations about harvey weinstein the behavior described by women coming forward cannot be tolerated their courage and the support of others is critical in helping to stop this kind of behavior not i condemn in the strongest language harvey weinstein and his behavior it's very distancing very general it's, yeah, sexual assault is bad. See you later. And then, you know, what was uh, what was the, the Obama statement? What was that? Well, before I read it, I want to say that Malia Obama had an internship that is with right. the Weinstein Company. Yeah. And 
Okay, I'll read the statement. Michelle and <laughs> Michelle and I have been disgusted by the recent reports about Harvey Weinstein. Any man who demeans and degrades women in such a fashion needs to be condemned and held accountable, regardless of wealth or status. We should celebrate the courage of women who have come forward to tell these painful stories. And we all need to build a culture, including by empowering our girls and teaching our boys decency and respect so we can make such behavior less prevalent in the future. That is a statement. Still, maybe not as harsh as I would like. I kind of wanted to call him, you know, that fat prick, that fucking pervert. You know, that's Jesse D style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the, the, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I want to say that conservatives have been calling for Democrats that's to where I was going. disavow Harvey Weinstein ever since the news broke in the New York Times article. And I agree that Democrats should disavow because he is close to many of them, and, and including by the, way, the Clintons and the many Obamas. Many of them are giving back money hand over fist to charities that he donated. He's given a ton of money to the Democrats. He supports them. And so I understand calling for that. The problem is that these people that are asking for the Democrats to do this Voted for Donald Trump. And still support Donald Trump. Who has at least 15 sexual assault and harassment allegations against him and was accused of walking into teenage pageant dressing rooms. No, 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 no. Let me let me clarify that language. Admitted to doing it. Admitted it on Howard Stern. That he runs the show so no one questions him. Yeah, you know, and Jake Tapper played a clip today on The Lead and said, it was a Howard Stern clip. And they're, they're asking him a question about um, sexual predators. And Robin starts laughing. Robin is Howard Stern's co-host. Robin Quivers. And she says, well, you would know you're a sexual predator. And Donald Trump is sitting next to Ivanka. And they both just start laughing about this. Yeah. And they cut back to Jake Tapper. And he says, ha, isn't that funny? Her dad's a sexual predator. Yeah. Like, why is this funny? What a hilarious joke. And why are people saying, why did it take so long for Hillary to come out and Obama to come out? You voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, it's fucking, it, it is serious. Unbelievable. You do not have the moral high ground here because you are still supporting this man. And then you have Hannity and you have Laura Ingram who are helping with the Bill O'Reilly comeback tour. Yeah, <laughs> on Fox News. Helping him promote his book, his newest book that's coming out. And what about him? Because how much money was paid out by Fox that's News right. for those... M- many settlements. And who lost their job because of that? And they're still saying, look at the Democrats. Look at the Democrats. Kellyanne Conway. This is her tweet. It took Hillary about five minutes to blame NRA for Madman's rampage, but five days to sort of kind of blame Harvey Weinstein for his sexually assaults, for his sexually assaults. I'm no, I'm a typo guy, so I'm not going to shit on her there. Seemed like it was mild shitting on her, though. Well, it's something I retweeted. I said, what's worse, being paid to be a soulless hypocrite with no shame from irony or doing it free of charge because Donald Trump has at least 15 accusers. Come on. Tommy Lahren, the same fucking thing. Sean Hannity. They're still supporting Donald Trump. He also bragged about it on tape. Of course. You were talking about the pussy comment? Yes. Of yes. course I'm talking about the pussy comment. Well, he followed... That everyone says is locker room talk. He followed the Harvey Weinstein uh, strategy to get women. Yeah, is Harvey They'll Weinstein... They'll let you do anything... Harvey Weinstein used that phrase... I'm a famous guy. Don't embarrass me in this hotel. I'm a famous guy. They let you do it. They let you do anything. When you're famous, when you're a star, you can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. They're part and parcel. I've got photos of Donald Trump and Harvey Weinstein yucking it up at parties. Weinstein. Weinstein. Fucking, well, you know, I don't respect him enough to pronounce his name correctly. Mm-hmm. That's that's my excuse from the beginning. Yeah, of the show yeah, as that's well. what I always yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm looking at his name is what it is. This is really sad. It's a sad situation because 
this uh, keeps happening. But are we moving closer to women being more empowered? You know, I don't know because I saw this article. Sorry, I'm getting angry. No, fucking get angry. I saw this article in the New York Times and it's about Silicon fucking Valley. And I swear to God. That Damore douche? Um, no, not him. But it's called Unintended Consequences of Sexual Harassment Scandals. And it's about how in certain companies people are freaking out about these allegations and withdrawing from interacting with women because they are afraid to be accused of something. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit. Yeah. So taking the Mike Pence approach here. I don't drink at any events where there's, where there's alcohol and revelry unless my wife is there. Oh, no, I don't attend. He doesn't drink. I don't attend those events. Because my wiener can't be trusted. It, it'll just wriggle into every loose vagina that's near me. As though these people can't see a difference between Harvey Weinstein jerking off into a potted plant, forcing someone to uh, perform oral sex on him, saying, I will give you a part in my movie if you sleep with me. They can't see a difference between these things and just having like a simple interaction with a woman. I don't. I don't understand that. This punishes women, and that's not who should be punished when you hear these stories. Oh, again, it's the same thing that Mike Pence talked about. About I don't have after-work meetings or dinners with women. So I just hang out with the dudes, get to know them really well, and they benefit from a friendship with me. But not women, not the ladies, because of my, my un, unwieldy wiener that'll just wriggle out and go crazy. Have some fucking self-control, you piece of shit. I wish you'd be mindful of the way that you talk about his penis. Who's? Mike Pence? It's making me sad. It wriggles. It's a wriggler. I don't like that word. It's got a a wriggling penis? (laughs) I don't like it. It's got a wriggler. Yeah. It's got a mind of its own, everybody. It's the Mike Pence penis going to come at you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Screaming penis. Mike Pence is screaming penis. Okay. I wish I was an artist because I would draw a sweet t-shirt to sell. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a t-shirt. That sounds like a roller coaster at Six Flags. (laughs) So maybe that would be better. Drop some plans. TM. TM. We trademarked that. (laughs) Fuck you guys. That's ours. Architects. Let's build that. (laughs) Okay. The screaming penis. Wow. Really getting into that. Well, you know, Screaming Penis needs to find a home. Yeah. Find a home. Universal Studios. Six Flags is what I said. The Harvey Weinstein ride. Yeah. Screaming Penis. Mm-hmm. The wriggling penis. Yeah, that's probably traumatic. The for shriveled, people. stumpy stump. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. I'd repeat it. Yeah. So you don't think. You think that we're not, that women and girls who are witnessing this transpire are not even a little bit more empowered than they were the day before, seeing the results, seeing the the groundswell of support? I think, I think so, but it's still difficult um, because you can, you can see people's reactions on social media. And that's what I was uh touching on earlier, which is there are still people that are saying negative things about the women that are yeah. coming forward. Why did they wait? Why didn't they come forward sooner if this is the truth? Uh, questioning their stories, questioning their motives. And it's always strange when, like in Bill Cosby's case, when how many women came forward? Was it like over Jesus, 50? Or? Like 50, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at a certain point when all these women are coming forward and the story is the same and that's the other thing about this is every story is like a carbon copy of the other one yeah that lends credibility to the stories anyway sorry yeah and i i think when people are still asking those questions um it it's difficult for people who may be keeping a secret to feel that they can reveal it and that they will be supported and believed. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. 
and this goes out to all men out there, believe your ladies, believe your daughters, believe your nieces, believe, believe these women. I, I could tell you, had this happened to someone I love, and I tweeted this earlier today, so it's a secondhand original thought. Well, it's a firsthand, just a recycled original thought. Harvey Weinstein would be worried. Uh, he'd be worrying a lot about a lot more than just being fucking fired from his company. If he went around willy nilly sexually assaulting or raping my loved ones. I'll say it again for the show. I am not a fan or a proponent of the death penalty or capital punishment. But if I was forced into it, rape would be among capital crimes. You know, I read an interesting article today as well about this because a lot of the men that have come out and released statements have said, you know, I have daughters. Okay, I don't care. These are people. You shouldn't have to know a woman to care. I didn't say I know women. I'm saying a loved one. Yeah, that's but but you I don't know. You talked about family members, nieces, whatever. Well, because we're, we're talking about in the context of a man victimizing a woman. The whole fifty-seven minutes has been about a man victimizing a woman. So I'm just staying. Okay, in that well, vein. don't don't feel attacked. I'm not. I don't feel attacked. Okay, well, you're trying to defend yourself when I'm not criticizing you. I'm just. I like to wave my arms but around people, when I talk. People often say <laughs> she's someone's mother. She's someone's sister. She's someone's daughter. There's this meme that has these phrases, and they're all crossed out. Yeah. And then it leaves just she's someone. She's someone. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think that's an important message where Matt Damon's like, you know, I have four daughters. I wouldn't want this to happen to my daughters. Terry Crews, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever that show is. He's the black guy who moves his pecs around. He's the big former NFL player. He told a story on Twitter. Go look up. I think it's at Terry Crews. He told a story about being in an after party in the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever. And some... Hollywood muckety-muck walks up and grabs him in his dick. And he was like, whoa, what What are you doing? And the guy laughed, ha, ha, ha. Is that what he got specific and said that it was He didn't dick? name the guy, but he said, yes, that's what happened. That they grabbed his dick. Yes. Then he says he contemplated beating the fuck out of the guy and decided I can't do that because the next day in the papers, it'll be Terry Crews hammers down on some Hollywood big wig and he'd be in jail. Terry Crews, not the bigwig. So I don't, this isn't just a, a male on female problem specifically or exclusively, but largely it is. And that's why I'm talking about it in that context. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're victimizing powerless people, no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that what you just said is a response to what I was saying, but um, probably probably not. I, and I don't, I don't want to sound like it's, it's bad for Matt Damon to mention his daughters and that that is what's making him um, particularly compassionate in this case. I don't know. Empathetic. Um, I just think those arguments are unnecessary. You don't need to say, oh, well, listen, man, you know, I, I get it. I have a daughter. No, no, I it's, get that. No, it, I, no, when you Somehow it just opened up for me. I get that. So I think it's positive that a lot of men are speaking out. You know, Jake Tapper has been amazing He's on Twitter. Pit bull, He's isn't he? been fantastic on his show. And I, I think there's a lot of men coming forward that are saying, listen, it needs to be easier for women to to say these things and to come out and know that they will be protected. A lot of what kept women silent in this case is that Harvey Weinstein would ruin them. Yeah. Would ruin their career. And that's serious. I it's mean someone life. someone could say, "Oh, they should just go work somewhere else." I've I've heard people make those arguments. Fuck you, man. About sexual harassment. And no. This is what these women wanted to do. And when you're in the workplace, it shouldn't be this expectation that if someone is behaving toward you in a way that you don't like, that's inappropriate, that's against the law, Yeah. that you leave. No. It's that that person right. gets their it, act together. It's the same jackass argument that 
you don't like the Trump one, get out. Get out the country. Donald Trump, baby. This guy. We got some Hillary bitches on here. Come on, baby. Every time, Brittany, I can always bring it back to the banjos. Full circle. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yeah. <laughs> and while we're on this topic, you tweeted, um, you've been tweeting Tommy Lauren like you do. And hey, while you're at it, go follow us on Twitter, at Dollamore, at Brittany E. Page. Brittany E. Page. Yeah, I wish I wouldn't have done that, but I did. Put the E in the middle of my name, I'm saying. Brittany E, as in Elizabeth, P-A-G-E, Page. Correct. That is my full B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, <laughs> not the wrong way. Yes. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, and someone responded to you. Oh, should and, I read that tweet? Um, well, I want to read it. Yeah, We're sure. going to talk about sure, it. Sure, read it. Tommy Lahren said, took five days for Hillary and Obama's to speak out about Weinstein. Weinstein. Mm, maybe because he's a donor. And then I said, are you making an argument to take money out of politics? Careful. You might get shit canned by Fox News just like you were by Glenn Beck. And then this guy responds to both of us and says, who was your Weinstein, Weinstein, Tommy? Who opened the door for a young, dumb, full of cum blonde without a clue? Who'd you pop that P for? LOL, cunt. And... I tweeted, not okay. Don't rep liberalism and support the value of women followed by those things. Tommy Lahren is wrong, but not deserving of that filth. Is that the tweet you're talking about? Yeah, I was referring to his tweet. Oh, yeah. And, Sorry. I, yeah, you didn't need my tweet. And Sorry. it... I understand not liking Tommy Lahren. I don't like her. Um, it is extremely inappropriate to tweet those things to a woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just really disturbing. And this is part of the problem, right? And I don't know if this guy was outraged today by Harvey Weinstein, but I hope not because that would make him a hypocrite. Um, because you, you, you cannot just criticize someone because they have a different political position or you can't not criticize them because they have a different political position. You can't only support someone who identifies with you politically. Right. Either you're an advocate that women are able to exist in the world without being harassed and, uh, getting tweets about come or you're the person that tweets about come to women. Yeah. I don't know if what I just said makes sense. No, I get no. It's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. It, it listen. It, it, if you're screaming and yelling about Harvey Weinstein, but quiet about Donald Trump, or if you're silent about Harvey Weinstein for five days, but yelling about Donald Trump, there's a problem. You're a hypocrite. You need to reexamine reevaluate what your priorities are because they're not women. They're not equality. They are about party. They are about in-group. They are about team. And that's not right. And that's why I stood up for Tommy Lahren today because, look, is she shitty? Do I think she has some racist tendencies? Yeah, for sure I do. But come on. Well, criticize her racism. That's exactly right. Criticize her Raise politics. the dialogue. Raise the dialogue. Don't talk about cum. Yeah. Or a God dick damn. in her mouth. I'm so sick of seeing this directed toward female commentators. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Gretchen Carlson, Laura Ingram, Brooke Baldwin. I don't care who it is. It it it's Because you don't talk about fucking a guy's asshole. It's unacceptable. If it's you unacceptable. disagree with him. No one's talking about fucking Sean Hannity. You know what I mean? It's just that that's what they feel the woman is. That's the totality of her, of her worth. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. All right. Well, this ended up being an all Harvey Weinstein show. Uh, I wanted to talk about the, the Senator Corker thing, which let me tell you, <laughs> it's probably still going to be going because Trump tweeted about it again today. Uh, and then on again about North Korea and all the 
the bullshit. So we will address that next time. If we can fit two more episodes in, we will. If not, you will hear from us just on Friday because of the all the mess. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. We will address some of the emails and the voicemails that we've received that we're going to be on this show. And, and also the ones that we receive in the meantime. As always, we would love to hear from you about this topic. More voices is better. More opinion is better. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We would not be here without your listenership and your loyalty and your passion for moving the conversation forward. Until we meet again, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Mike Pence is screaming penis. Okay. I wish I was an artist, because I would draw a sweet t-shirt to sell. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a t-shirt. That sounds like a roller coaster at Six Flags. (laughs) So... (laughs) 